This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Bet Rivers Extra Time World Cup Edition, third set of group games to preview today. Nigel Seeley and Rory Barlow with me, Rob Daly. Gents, how are we going on with our tournament picks so far? You first of all, Nigel. Well, first of all, good to, good to speak to you, Rob. I've never worked with you, Rob. All this time we've been doing this, I've never actually done a show. So it's the first one that we've actually done together. And Rory, good to see you as well, mate. Um, I had a disaster. The first set of fixtures. I don't think. I think everybody had a disaster. I think every bookmaker in the country or every bookmaker in the world would be rubbing their hands on some of those freak results. Argentina getting beat by Saudi Arabia, Germany losing to Japan, England putting six past the Iranians, which was for me it was a big under two and a half game uh, bet. So it was. Um, it was one of those sort of. You could only go as, as that as the famous song went in the nineties. Rory probably remember it. D ring things can only get better, oh, yeah. and that's that's <laughs> what it was after round one. Things could definitely only get they couldn't go any worse. So uh, yeah, had a good a bit of a recovery. The biggest win for me was the Spain with Germany game because I just I had a decent bet on the draw because I just felt the draw was going to be uh, suited both teams, and I just thought it was a bit of a. Uh, I don't know, you know, they both played well. I'm not saying it was anything, but I just thought that the intensity of the game dropped when Costa Rica beat Japan. We we could have had the best World Cup game for many a year, but it never happened. So I just I read that one right. But at the moment, I am slightly behind. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting it all back on the the important games. I like to call them. What about you, Rory? Yeah, not doing too badly. I'm I'm needing a couple of big results from my prop bets. I need. Wales to do the business against England which given how poor they were against Sudan I'm not entirely confident on yeah and I need the Netherlands to come out with a massive win over Qatar which I don't think is beyond the realms of possibility um for them to score the most goals in the group but overall I think my uh, group G predictions are doing pretty well and I'm kind of doubling down on them um in this one because we, we've got a few sort of group G games to preview um, but yeah, it's a mixed bag so far. Um, I, I feel like yeah, this, those freak results, I think Argentina, Saudi Arabia, there must have been an awful lot of money lost on Argentina that day. From my house. My house lost a lot of money. Well, you, you've just come back from Cat uh, uh, and Nigel. You went yeah. to, the, uh, to the England-United States game as well. Is is there any particular? Yeah, I mean, is there any re- is there any particular reason why you've left those two teams alone for your your third round of group game picks? Well, I think the, when it comes to England, I, I'm a big England supporter. I've always followed England over the years in tournaments myself, and uh, very lucky to do so again here. Uh, I, I I don't like betting England because if they get beat, it's the double whammy of losing, <laughs> senior nation losing, actually losing your money as well. So I yeah. find it very difficult to bet England. 
Um, so I just like to go and have a completely clear mind of watching a game and try to cheer the nation home rather than have the financial interest. Uh, and also, I just I lo- I was loath to probably get too heavily involved because I I, I didn't know what team they were going to pick. So uh, that's why I didn't bother with that. But uh, you know, I, I thought the England game was terrible. It was awful. I mean, travel all that way to watch that it was it was pretty pretty dismal and. Uh, but that's what Gareth Southgate does, isn't he? He's a tournament manager, gets them through to the knockout stages. And as far as I'm concerned, the tournament starts again in the last 16, doesn't it? It's a, you know, it's, we're here, this is what we do. And I don't think you want to peak too early. I think there's a lot of teams that probably peak too early in the outright market. I think that's a, I think it's a very wide open World Cup. In the last 16, I think you can make a case for six or seven sides that can win it. And England are one of them. Yeah, that first group game, such a small sample size. Yeah, everyone leaps to Spain are favourites, France are favourites, England are favourites. Rory, we've got this situation, of course, where three teams are through already in France, Brazil and Portugal. But you have various permutations, injuries, potential for rotation as well for a nation like Brazil. How difficult has it been to make your picks for the third round of group games, given everything at stake here? You know, I think... Certainly, we're looking at sort of the second half of the draw in this case. So that's groups E, F, and G and H. And I think with those groups, as much as the permutations do play a role, and I think it maybe makes you it adds an edge of like conservatism because you don't want to go too soon or too big on anything because you know that news will filter through, the fans will will be making noises and telling their telling the team exactly what's going on. But I think those teams, those four groups that we've seen. There's a lot of teams that have looked, they've given us two games of sort of conclusions. So for instance, Belgium, I think have looked very poor. I can't see them sort of really coming out and putting in a big performance. Or for the likes, Brazil, I think we've seen two games where we realise the quality of Brazil, but we know that they're maybe going to play with a handbrake on a little bit more, especially in those knockout games. I think we're not going to see swashbuckling performances from GTS Brazil. Okay, well, let's get to the picks then, Jen, shall we? We've got uh, four matches to touch upon in total. Nigel's been to three games of the World Cup already, and he's seen uh, many of the teams that are involved in his picks. So let's start with uh, Croatia versus Belgium. Now, if you are watching this show, say, on Wednesday, uh, don't worry, all of our picks are coming later in the week. You're not, it's not going to be an out-of-date show. All of our games are from Thursday and uh, Friday's action of the World Cup to finish the group stage. Two groups in particular, starting with Group F, Croatia versus Belgium. Both of you have picks here. Nigel, what you got? Yeah, before I come on to that, I'll just give you a couple of stats of how the World Cups are different to the third match compared to the other everyone else. Since 2000 and, uh, I think 2006, and the average goals in the third round group go up by about 0.3. So it's about 2.6 goals per game which is usually it's about 2.3 goals. You see a lot of teams going out. A lot of teams uh, have got nothing to play for. So usually you see goals go up and bookings always go up. Mm. Uh, they're, they're 4.63 bookings per game is the average in World Cups. The other thing you've got to make a note of this World Cup, it's never been more games that mean are more important for teams that have, qualification hasn't been sorted. Like I said, only three teams have gone through at the moment. So we're going into these third round games with a lot of stake for a lot of teams. That's very, very unusual to World Cups. So that might see the trend of goals going down, but it certainly sees the trend of bookings going up because when teams have got their flip-flops on or they've got their bags packed ready to go home, they don't put the intensity in for bookings. So that's two very important markets that you look at for this. <clears throat> I've got a bit of a cold, so excuse me, by the way. Uh, in regards to uh, the Croatia-Belgium game, I mean, how can, you know, we look... If you had come down 
from a different planet and watched what we've seen in this World Cup so far, how on earth can you make sort of Croatia the odds that they are uh, compared to Belgium? Belgium are being priced up on their reputation, uh, their their fact, their star player ability. But what we've seen from this World Cup is there is big, big problems in Belgium. I was told before I went to the World Cup by somebody, uh, a journalist told me that um, there's a big few issues in the Belgian camp. And uh, lo and behold, before the game against Morocco, Kevin De Bruyne had come out and gave a, 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 a news interview where he turned around and said they had no chance of winning the World Cup. And he turned around and said that he, he, he didn't feel happy and he was looking forward to going back to uh, to Manchester to try to win the Champions League with Manchester City. Now that is from your best player. That is not good. There's nothing you can do about that. And that ripples all the way through the squad. And there's big, big problems in this, this Belgian squad. Lukaku's not fit. They've rushed him back into the Morocco game, tried to get him in. He's clearly not fit. He doesn't look fit at all. De Bruyne wants away. There's rumours of a rift between him and other players. Um, the manager, to me, Martinez, I mean, he, he won the FA Cup with Wigan, but really, is he is he, is he is he a World Cup winning manager? Certainly not. I mean, uh, for me, he's in Everton, Wigan, he's... I just, I just, I think he's been very, very lucky with the players he's, he's got, but he's never got the results. So look back at it in years to come and think, well, how would he win the European Championship? Well, how do we make at least a final? Um, so I think that golden generation of Belgian football is completely gone, and I think they're being priced up as a team that I've, that that we may have seen two or three years ago. In this current state and with the form they're in and the morale in the camp, they're massively opposable here. I was at the Croatia Canada game. And uh, Canada started off so well, obviously, with that goal. Alfonso Davis, great, 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 great energy from them. But then Croatia just grinded them down, showed their class, their quality. They're a wily old team. They know what they've done. They've been got to a World Cup final. And at the moment, if you looked at the morale in both camps, I mean, the Croatian camp is always passionate. It's always full of, you know, the pride for their country. They play with that character on the pitch. And Belgium just look a team of individuals. How on earth Croatia are the odds they are for this game. I do not know. I think Croatia, I cannot see Croatia getting beat. I really, really can't. Um, and I think they've got the heart and the desire where the Belgium just haven't. So for me, I'm going to bet Croatia draw no bet. Very strong pick for me. Uh, minus 108. I get the money back if there's a draw, if Belgium do manage to get a draw. But I want to fade Belgium at every opportunity. I fade, I've, I've bet them not to qualify from the group at 5-1. to one. I've bet them to not win the group at uh, plus 110. And uh, a draw here is a lot of defeat here for me is absolutely brilliant because I've also bet Morocco to win the group. So that is what I want a draw or Morocco to win as well. So it's a good group for me, this one, uh, my futures. But um, yeah, Belgium, big, big fade, big, big problems. And uh, Croatia doing what they do, playing with heart, desire, commitment, totally what uh, Belgium aren't capable of at this World Cup. And your pick's sort of in line with what Croatia need to do to get through. They are top of the group, they're in a good position to win or draw. And they're through to the to the knockouts for Belgium. Well, they want to win the group, don't they? They want to win. Yeah. They don't. Number yeah. wants to be second up, second in the group. You want to win the group, so that I don't think there's any thought of Croatia playing for a draw here. Yeah. I think it's a great time to play Belgium. You know, I think they're going there. We've a very good Canada side as well. Canada played really well in the first sort of half hour or so, but they just showed their quality when they got that goal back, and then they just they grinded them down. But uh, I think Croatia far too strong for Belgium at the moment, and I think it's the team spirit that gets them through as well as uh, the ability on the pitch. Belgium, no, they're through with a win. Out if they lose and a draw, it becomes a bit more complicated. It, it looked like, I mean, there, there are some symmetries between the two teams. Croatia are this ageing force and Belgium are this ageing force with still this talent. But the difference being that Croatia picked off Canada in this unbelievably 
professional way, didn't they? Whereas Belgium just look a bit like a vets team. I mean, they look like the kind of team that's just retired and are playing at a World Cup. It just doesn't look right. Rory, what's your feeling on this for this game? What's your pick? I've I've gone very similar to Nigel, to be honest. I mean, my bet is Croatia draw or win plus over 1.5 goals. That comes back at plus 104. So pretty similar lines to what Nigel's gone down. And I think, yeah, for a lot of the reasons that Nigel said, I think the reason that I've included the draw in my bet is just because of the fact that I think they know that a draw makes it make, puts them through. I think even if, if Morocco are losing to Canada or drawing with Canada, then the draw puts them through top as well. So I've just kind of included that little bit of insurance. I think if I'm Zlatko Dalic, if I'm the Croatian manager, I'm probably going to wait for Belgium in this game. I think there's no need for Croatia to come out. And you talked about how they kind of picked off Canada and they had the ability to to just kind of find the gaps when they opened up. Belgium are going to have to come out at this Croatia side. Unless they get an early goal, unless it's sort of a, a bit of brilliance, then Belgium are going to have to come out and look for the win, I think, in this game. I mean, there's a chance they make it through if they do draw, but I, I think it's unlikely. And I think e- even with the players they have, it, it doesn't really suit them to sit in and defend deep. I mean, we saw them do that against Canada and they lot and they were they were pretty much lucky enough to win. I thought I thought that game. I think the second half they improved a little bit, but they were being peppered by Canada in that first half. So I think Croatia will wait for this game. I think they'll take their opportunities. In Luka Modric, they have the player who I think is the best in the world that playing out from under pressure. I think if you try and put the press on Croatia, Luka Modric is the is the best weapon that you can have against that. So so yeah, I see this game being. Fairly tight for at least the first 45 minutes, I think, because I don't think either side will want to commit too much to it. But as Belgium become more desperate, I think I think they'll go for it. And I think that's where Croatia will have their fun. I think the second half is likely to see more goals. I think over 1.5 goals for this game in the second half is plus 125. I think that's quite a nice bet, to be honest, because I see I see this game, even if I, I just, yeah, I just I don't see Croatia going out. But even if this game is sort of 1-1 with 20, 30 minutes to go, I see Belgium leaving a few spaces. They've got an ageing backline. They cannot cover the ground. That's why they've been playing a sort of deeper backline against the likes of Canada, even though I think they were slightly forced back in some ways. And I think that's where Croatia will have their joy. And we've seen that this Croatia side, yeah, through adversity, that's when they come through big. This Belgium side, that's when they crumble. So, yeah, Croatia, Belgium, Croatia's draw or win over 1.5 goals plus 104. That is my bet, Rob. Okay, let's stay in this group then. Group F, the other game, Morocco versus Canada. Morocco, of course, coming to this after that brilliant and deserved win against uh, against Belgium. Canada, we know what out. Nigel, it's you with the pick here. So, um, you clearly like Morocco. You back them to, to win the section. That's still on. Um, and you like them here, obviously. Yeah, they were 10-1 to 1 to win the group, which I've bet. Um, I didn't expect them to be as good as what they had done. If defensively, they'd have been brilliant. Uh, they, they didn't have much possession in the game, the last game against uh, Belgium, but they got the they, they took their opportunities, and that's what Belgium couldn't do. Um, they look a real good unit. Obviously, in their field is very, very strong, and their fullbacks are very, very strong as well. And I just feel that the reason I want to bet them here is because, obviously, the Canada, I mean... I think Canada being the hard luck story of the World Cup, actually, to be fair. I, th- I thought the yeah. game against Belgium, they were absolutely brilliant. And I think they're the, one of the teams you want to take out. They're young, they're exciting, but they're so raw. 
I mean, I remember when the African sides burst on the scene in like the Cameroon burst in the 1990s. They were brilliant going forward, but defensively they're all over the shop and they were raw, weren't they? And I think Canada are that kind of side. Obviously, Nick, in four years' time, the World Cup will be held in Canada, America and Mexico, and they're going to be better. But going forward, they're a joy to watch. I mean, we all know how good Alfonso Davis, but I've been really been very impressed with Buchanan, the other yeah. sort of wing back on the other side. His delivery, he's going forward. But defensively, he's a he's atrocious. Absolutely, he's a liability, and that's when he got picked off against the big sides. And I think here, I think that uh, they what Canada will do, they'll they'll probably give some young players some welcome experience with the World Cup being four years away, knowing that they're out. I think the team roster will be very different from what we've seen in the first couple of games. I still I believe that Alfonso Davis will play because he want to score, and he's the the main man for them. Buchanan will probably play, but they may rest the goalkeeper who didn't look that good to me against Croatia uh, and I can see probably six or seven changes and if you look back through history in World Cups teams when teams have been beaten in the World Cup they don't really usually put it in if they're out going into the final round they don't usually put it in and I think this World Cup is even more so because two weeks later a lot of these players have got to go back to the European clubs and play football so once they're out they don't want to do any sightseeing. They're not going to on the train. They're not going to meet the family in in Dubai, or they're not going to go on their holidays in 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 wherever they go. They're in the Barbados or anything like that. They're back to work in two weeks. So a lot of them will want to get out of there and get home and get on with the job. And I can see the attitude here being very differently. I think this could be quite a good game to watch. But I think Morocco with that need, I think they and they want to top the group. And I think this is a great opportunity for Morocco to top the group going up against the Canadian side who are really vulnerable defensively and are out. And that's the key factor. Once you're out, you know, it's... But even Canada hit Nigel, I mean, look, this is their first World Cup in however many years. They've got all these players who want to press. They haven't got a point on the board yet. Is there not some case to... No. People thought, no. that, okay. <laughs> I know, no, I, 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 do, I do think there is that. But let me, this is like, you know, I just think it's a strange World Cup. I think if you, if it was in the season and there was players going, I bet, you know, they'll they'll put out a young well, last side. last game before a holiday or something. You'd... Yeah, if you like, if you ask, yeah, last game of the season, last game for holiday, but it, it, they're back to work. And I, I I think it's strange. I, want, I think once you're out in this World Cup, everyone will want to get back and get on with it. You know, they, they've got another six months to work. It's not it's not different. It's not getting the World Cup and then suddenly go back to see the relax and just put in the show. But I, I think, you know, Alfonso Davis has got a big Champions League campaign with, with Bayern Munich. He's, you know, there's other players in this in this who've got to go back to European clubs. I and I feel Morocco need to win and I think they'll get the win. I think plus one eighteen Morocco is a decent price against the Canada side who have been brilliant to watch going forward. Fantastic. But defensively, they're vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Uh, they don't track back. They don't track back. None of, none of, none of their midfielders are tracking back. And that's what happened against uh, Croatia. Just picked them off. And I think Morocco will do the same. I think that's an excellent price uh, as well. Um, Rory, you've obviously not touched this game, but can you see anything past Morocco beating Canada? We, I think the first half hour will be pretty key, to be honest. I think if Canada do kind of get on the run and, and in the same way that they did against um, against Belgium and Croatia, if they can yeah. sort of put them under pressure, there's a chance that, I guess, if they get an early goal, then Morocco pressure kind of... I mean, Morocco so far, they've not meant to, they've not been meant to beat Belgium or, or draw against Croatia. They've been kind of the underdogs. Whereas this is a game that now they're meant to see out. I mean, I do... I, I sort of concur with Nigel in the sense that I think that they will go through eventually whether that be top or not with Croatia, I don't know. But that, I guess, is the risk from the from the Morocco perspective is they get down early, they're forced to sort of come out a little bit more and face this Canada side, which can defend the lead and then counter-attack. I think that's that's the place that you don't want the game to go if you're Morocco. 
but ultimately that Morocco defense has kept two very good teams at well Belgium aren't such a good team but they do have a lot of attacking prowess but they've kept two teams very much at arm's length and so yeah I can't really see beyond Morocco but I think I think yeah that's the the one thing to guard against is that I think if you're a Moroccan if you're a Moroccan supporter or a Moroccan player in the Moroccan camp if you've got four points from games against Croatia and Belgium and yeah. knowing that you've got to play a team that's eliminated from the World Cup, I don't think you can you, to get to top the group. I don't think you can ask anything better. And to get plus money, I think you've got to you've got to, you want to be better. Than them. Yeah, a draw is even enough for Morocco, given the fact that Croatia um, and uh, Belgium meets in the in the other game. Uh, Nigel, you're obviously back from Qatar, and you'll likely go back out again. What's it been like out there? Have you enjoyed the competition? And what is the most you've paid? For a beer so far. Well, uh, I, I like. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a fantastic place. I mean, I, I don't know if you spoke to any journalists out there, Rob, but um, the organisation and the, the efficiency of the place, going to the matches, is. I've never been to a football matches like that. I mean, I've been to lots of um, football matches all around the world. I've never seen anything worse than when I was at the European Championship final at Wembley last year, England playing Italy. I've, I, I've, first time I've ever been nervous. I've been scared, thinking like, "Is this someone could get seriously hurt here?" You don't see nothing like that. Your, your ticket doesn't even come on until you, you you put your Bluetooth on and your ticket comes on your phone when you get in the turnstile. They, they, they've made, the because the, there's so much land around, the car parks are just immense and you're on a main road with five lanes in, out of the place within 10 minutes. The organisation, the feel good in the factor, in the, in the crowds, and also from a perspective for myself, as you, everybody knows, I do enjoy a couple of beers now and again, but uh, it's the first game of football I think I've, or the first three games of football I've ever been, where I've never had to go to the toilet about five times during the match. It's the first time. It's the first, my, my, my Fanta Orange or other orange brands never, never touched the side. So I could actually sit and watch a game of football without having to keep running to the toilet every 20 minutes. So it was good from that point of view. But I, I mean, the press they get, obviously, like, you know, it's from a football issue, and we we know why they get the bad press and what the human rights issues are now in that country. But I I, I never felt vulnerable. I never felt, um, you know, I never felt that we were we were in any kind of trouble. I felt safe as anywhere I've probably been in the world, and um, and I think there was a, a different kind of supporter there because of the cost to get there and the fact that uh, they had to abide by quite strict rules and, and I think it's right I think you know when you go to a country you've got to respect it and everybody I saw was respectful and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it and I can't wait to get back okay well we got two more games to get oh to. 15 quid 15 pounds oh, 17 dollars was the was the highest I paid for a beer dearie me okay we need some I never went back picks. I never went back there <laughs> we need some of these picks to come in okay to uh Friday's action Friday 2nd of December two games both from group G um, I've really enjoyed this group, and I think a lot of people have. This is the section with Brazil top, already through Switzerland, Cameroon, and uh, Serbia, Switzerland on three points, Cameroon and Serbia on one point each. So let's start with Serbia, Switzerland. We'll get to Brazil because Rory's got a pick on that, but you both have a pick uh, for Serbia, Switzerland. So Rory, do you want to get going here? You're on Switzerland, I think, a little bit. Yeah, back to Switzerland to go through the group um, at the start of this group, and I'm backing them to go through. Now, I've got Switzerland to draw or win the game plus under 3.5 goals. That comes back at minus 105. We've seen two goals in the Swiss games, one of them for them, and against Cameroon, they were almost perfect defensively. Cameroon barely had a sniff. I thought that they maybe could have had one or two more goals on the counter-attack, but that speaks to the fact that this is a, a Swiss side that, if they're lacking one thing, it's a goal scorer and it's a few sort of um few more contributions outside of Brill and Bolo. So 
so yeah, I think this is a low-scoring team that banks on their defence to be able to give them a chance to win games. I think that's how they'll play against Serbia. This is a Serbia side that a lot of people have been impressed with how attacking they are. And they were really good against Cameroon. Like, let's not be about the bush. They should have won that game. They had, this was not a Cameroon side that set up to counter-attack or to play on the break, but they dominated the ball. They had more shots. They had a higher XG. They should have won that game, and they had three or four opportunities to kill it off in about the 50th or 60th minute before the Bubakar comes on, before the Bubakar breaks the offside trap twice and yeah, in spectacular yeah. fashion. They were they were wonderful. I love wonderful that Poborski scoop goal. It was excellent, wasn't it? Well, that's what they were saying on commentary is that he probably wouldn't have done it if he thought he was on side because it was such an audacious <laughs> finish. But uh, but yeah, I think that Cameroon side were lucky to get away with a point from the Serbia game. But it spoke to the fact that Stefan Mitrovic, who came on, is not a World Cup player in my view. I don't think he's at the required level. So if he's playing again, that's going to be a problem for Serbia. I think this is a Serbia side that can score, that can sort of really... As, uh, yeah, get, in, get a bit of momentum up and cause teams problems. But Switzerland aren't going to allow them to do that. They're not going to leave space in behind. They're going to close off those alleys out wide where Filip Kostic likes to attack, where, where the likes of Zivkovic likes to get down the flank. And they're going to wait for them on the break because Switzerland don't need to do anything. A draw is enough for them to get through. So it's going to be very much keep a clean sheet and we're through. And then they might hit them on the break. So I don't see this being on a, a very high-scoring game unless Serbia go in front, which of course is is potential to happen. But this is a Swiss side that it runs on conservatism. It runs on the fact that we have three big, solid central defenders and you're going to have to find a way past us. Brazil eventually did that, but they did it through an incredible Casemiro strike. And you could argue, the thing the Swiss, if they're looking at it from this point, their point of view, they'll be frustrated that they didn't get a point out of that game because I think they did more than enough to to deserve one against one of the bigger sides and then you just need a little bit of luck you need to hope that that big side doesn't sort of pull out a, a ridiculous strike as Casemiro did so yeah I think Switzerland are a good bet to go through in this game Serbia as good as they are going forward they do just have holes in their team and I don't think I mean I've always been of the opinion that the more conservative sides the sides that care about defence a little bit more, have a better opportunity in World Cups. And this is essentially now a knockout tie in which Switzerland just need to not lose. So under 3.5 goals, Switzerland to win or draw at minus 105 for me. Yeah, Serbia must win to have a chance. Um, lots at stake here then, Nigel. And I wonder if that comes into your pick. Yeah, I've actually bet Serbia to qualify to start the tournament. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want Serbia to win this game. <laughs> totally different from Rory. So it's a big game for me. Um it's a, it's all about bookings for me. This game, I think it's yeah. absolutely. I think it kicks off. I think it's going cool. to get the Serbians are going to come out here and just try to commit Harry Carry and get stuck into the referee. That the referee hasn't been announced yet, but he's going to be he's going to be dishing out more cars and Clintons. Um, there's going to be lots of action. If you look at the if you look at the Serbians so far in this tournament, they played two matches. They've got two yellow cards and three yellow cards, so they've got five average two and a half. Uh, Swiss uh, two and one, obviously, but this is this is a winner takes all match. As I said at the start of the show, bookings uh, over since two thousand and six in the last group uh, matches have averaged four point six three, so just under five bookings per game. This match is over five and a half cards, so it's just gone up by one. I think it can go up by even more than that when you look at games where really mean something. We talk about Morocco v Canada. If Morocco were one nil up or two nil up in that game. There won't be a booking in that game. That that game will just fizzle out. This game here, it's it's winner takes all. 
and the Serbians have got to go all out for it. And I think there'll be this will be end to end. And I fancy lots and lots of cars. And we saw a Serbia to play yesterday, great going forward defensively all over the place. And um, if you look at the, the 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 history of this game, they played in the 2018 World Cup as well. And there was five bookings in that game, but it never meant as much as what it does now. The other thing I will say to you, in the last three World Cups, there's been 11 games, matches, where it meant something to the teams to qualify. So like exactly the same scenario as this. And in eight of those 11, the bookings line went over. So eight overs, three unders. This game here throws Serbia into the mix. It's a double double wager. Double 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 yes for yeah. me. Uh, over five and a half bookings for me. And there's some tough nuts uh, amongst oh. both sets of players, and they're really less facing between Serbia and Switzerland. So I can see that happening. I can certainly see that happening. Switzerland I wouldn't even be. I, wouldn't, I, would, I think Bet Rivers have got a proper of a sending off in this game. I think the sending off could be a possibility oh. as well. It, it should also be mentioned that Shakiri and Shaka are also costing. And let's just say they don't exactly get on with the Serbians. Yep. And there's and the Serbian the Serbian manager come out in the last World Cup game and really criticised the, 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 because they won in the 90th minute. So there's no love lost here. And also the other thing you remember as well, just one. I know we're very short of time here, but just one quick thing I will say is that these matches now 14 minutes of extra time, 12 minutes of extra time in these knockout stages and these games where teams have got to go out. <clears throat> Things are going to go off in them last minutes. The South Korea game, you know, yesterday you saw things like that happening. The last 15, 20 minutes, are going to, if you're betting in play and you haven't seen a booking or a goal, you're going to see a lot of late goals, a lot of late bookings here. Yeah, just silly kicking the ball away, time wasting things. things, loads, loads of that of kind things. of stuff. Okay, Brazil, Cameroon, Brazil are through already, win or draw, and they win the group. And of course, they want to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if Chiche did rotate a fair bit. Cameroon must win to have a chance of qualifying after that 3 3 draw with Serbia. Rory, this is your pick. What are you going for? Yeah, I'm going Brazil at uh, Brazil to win and over two point five goals. That comes back at minus one two to two, but I think that's fairly good money for my my view. I think Brazil will probably rotate. Tichéo will probably change things, but if you look at the Brazil squad, they've got about eight forwards in that squad, a few attacking midfielders of similar and, quality, and isn't it? Really, it's not. There's not much in it, really. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you look at the likes of Rodrigo coming in. He's been pretty good, pretty effective off the bench when he's come in. I think Bruno Guimarães might start this game. And and yeah, there's about five or six defenders in the squad, so they won't be rotating too much defensively. I think the fact that this means nothing for Brazil, essentially, I think even a draw puts them top of the group. So so yeah, I think they will come out fairly free. I think they'll have that handbrake off that we spoke about, which Chiche likes to play with. I think that will go in this game because Cameroon as well will need to come out. I, I said that Cameroon were a little bit lucky to get that point against Serbia, and I think... Yeah, if they are leaving this kind of gaps that they did leave against Serbia to Brazil, they just kind of get ripped to shreds on the counter, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they looked effective when they had Chupo Moting and Abubakar on the field, but to do that, you have to leave significant gaps in the midfield. I mean, you look at the wingers that they were playing in that game, and it's Basagog and Toko Akambi. Toko Akambi is a striker, essentially. Basagog is sort of a wide forward. They're not sort of right midfielders or central midfielders that have been pushed out mm-hmm. wide, so... We're looking at a team that's going to have to come out that Cameroon need to win this game. It's essential for them. Even if they try and keep it tight sort of early stages and then try and nick it, I just can't see a way in which Brazil don't rip them to shreds on the counter because because this is a Brazil side that is full of talent. Richarlison, I mean, it's after it was only the first game, but a lot of people were looking at him for the golden ball. I think he'll be looking to get a couple of goals in this game if he starts. I think look at that attack, that starting lineup before the game. 
once the lineups are announced and get your money, whoever that front three is on to score. What, what I mean, one or two of them, I think will definitely be on the score sheet. So yeah, I think this will be entertaining game. I can see Cameroon maybe scoring one. I think Brazil will almost definitely score at least two or three. So I think, yeah, over 2.5 goals on its own is a fairly good bet. But if you want to increase the value of that, get on Brazil as well. That's minus one, two, two. And I just think, yeah, this is a game that Cameroon don't have enough for. I think they are the worst team in this group by distance. And Brazil will be comfortable. They won't have to worry about what happens in this match. And that, and you've seen it in the two games that they played. Once they sort of went up against um, Switzerland and against Serbia, then they started bringing out the tricks. Then they looked a little bit better. That's when Richardson scored that magic, magic goal. So yeah, Brazil to to put on a bit of a show in this game, I think. And Brazil are the favourites. Is that right for you, Nigel? We are running out of time, but plus uh, what, 60 to, on Bear Rivers, Don, there. What, to win the World Cup or to win this yeah, match? to win the World Cup. I, 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 You can bet Brazil with me. I I had a good conversation with a guy in Brazil um, and, a, and a good conversation with a couple of journalists out there. And they reckon the fact that the South American teams haven't played in the European seems because of the Nations League is going to be a big, big problem for them when they get to knockout stages. I haven't been impressed with Brazil at all. I, I, I thought they played right the first game. Second game, I thought they were average at the best. I know Nemo's on the, uh, not in the side. I think France have been a lot better. I think Mbappe's been a star. I think Argentina will come good. Uh, I think Spain have been good. And I, and I think Portugal, at three, uh, Portugal, six times the price of Brazil, seven times the price of Brazil. Brazil, almost two to one. Not for me at all. Okay, your picks. Uh, let's have a look at these. Let's have a pick of the week, your favourites. We have to do this quickly. Nigel, your first, which is your favourite of your picks? I'm probably going to go with uh, Croatia, draw no bet against Belgium, minus 105. Belgium in turmoil. Rory, what about you? I'll go to Swiss. I didn't realise I'd be this warm on the Swiss during this tournament, but so I am. Very good. Uh, gents, thank you very much for your company. All the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. If you want more from the guys, and if you want to see Nigel in nights out in Qatar, just follow at Because We Win uh, on uh, Twitter as well. Nigel, pleasure. Thank you very much. Rory, see you soon. Pleasure was all mine. And um, we'll be across the Bet Rivers network giving you more from the knockout stages as well. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers network.